This is Monocle on Design Extra. It's a short show to accompany our weekly long-form programme where we unpack everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Maylie Evans. Leisure centres have been an escape from the gloomy weather of the British Isles for many decades. They're an inventive building type that offered designers and architects carte blanche for some, quite frankly, bold, bizarre and eclectic design choices. Geodesic domes, diamond-glazed pyramids or brutalist elephants, anyone? Despite the appeal of their ambitious designs, many of these leisure centres face closure or demolition today. But one campaign by the charity the 20th Century Society aims to secure their future. They're pretty much spread all the way across the UK. So we've got one example in the Shetland Islands and then one right down in Falmouth. I guess the universal thing is that they were local authorities wanting to provide a sort of joyous experience for the local residents. I'm Catherine Croft and I'm the director of 20th Century Society. And we're the organisation in the UK that campaigns preservation of buildings from 1914 onwards. I really love the, the Richard Dunn Centre in, in Bradford, which is designed by a guy called Trevor Scampton, who was the kind of junior architect in the local authority architects department and was basically given pretty much a free run to design an extraordinary building. And it sits right on top of a hill. You can see it from miles and miles around and it's got this extraordinary kind of concrete, kind of almost like a sort of pretzel form to it. And it's incredibly robust and flamboyant and it just sort of has an energy and a confidence and a kind of ambition to it that I really admire. They're an amazing building type, mainly from the 1970s. And they're all about, you know, having fun, about leisure and meeting people. They're not about kind of serious swimming up and down in lanes. It's the kind of the opposite. It's sort of thinking about how you could bring that experience of a Mediterranean holiday back home to the cities all around the UK. So they are about bright colours and palm trees and splash pools where families and teenagers and small kids can go and hang out. The ones we're putting forward for listings are the really special ones. So the ones that are kind of architecturally more flamboyant. They've got amazing domes or pyramid-shaped roofs. Some of them have flumes and slides, crazily shaped swimming pools. And also, I think on the whole, the ones that have a really interesting relationship to the space outside them are the ones that have got me more excited. There's a great one in Perth, which is by Faulkner Brown Architects, who did a huge number of these. They were the real specialist leisure centre architects. There's a fantastic model of it in really, really bright colours. And I love the idea that you were working up the ideas for these projects using a kind of visual language that really reflect that sense of them being about recreation and fun. An awful lot of them in the 70s were designed to go in places where people could get to them easily by car. So quite a few of them tend to be in, in not very exciting bits of peripheral city fringes and areas that have kind of been swamped by subsequent development as well. The ones that have fabulous sites are the minority and they're the ones, some of the ones that I think are absolutely the most exciting. Some of them were obviously restrained by budget, but on the whole, I think it was trying to get rid of those sorts of um, controlling rules, no running, no jumping, to make it possible to actually have the experience of, of letting yourself go in the same way as you would at a holiday resort and having that sense of freedom back home. 
the one in, in, that we're looking at in Plymouth is perched right on top of the cliffs and has fantastic views over the city. That's one where you know where you are when you're visiting it. You're not being put into a kind of sealed experience. You're kind of having great time within your local um, environment and they've got a fantastic um, set of views to, to play with on that one. We need to get as many people going and doing as much fitness exercise as possible and to try and um, just tell people that it's good for them it clearly doesn't work. And, and these are places about having fun and meeting people and spending time and then the kind of health and wellness benefits you get from that I think we all realise are, are pretty extraordinary and actually, frankly, really good value for money in terms of investing in these sorts of buildings. The message is that these are... Um, amazing bits of architecture, but they're also really good for, for society. One of the ones I'm most keen to see survive is the elephant in Coventry. I mean, it's nicknamed the elephant because it kind of looks like an elephant. It's a great big zinc-clad shed built up against the ring road. So it needed something incredibly robust to take that location. And it's an extraordinary sculptural piece of architecture. It's not listed, it's been turned down. We've campaigned for it for years. And when Coventry was City of Culture, it didn't really get much of a showing, but it was really interesting that a lot of people, I think, picked up on it and it ended up being on quite a lot of the graphics and you could buy pin badges with the elephant on. It is just a really extraordinary building and that one I would just love to see kept going and used in the future. The key to keeping these buildings is a combination of us trying to get them recognised at national level and making the big general arguments. But we absolutely need to be working with local groups who can show that there is popular demand and people that want to use them. And, you know, that's the combination that will lead to success. 29 leisure centres and swimming pools and gyms have closed over the last year. There's a huge pressure. A lot of places didn't reopen after COVID or only opened up partially. Straight after COVID, there was a, a, a real shortage of chlorine, which hit people running swimming pools really badly. And the, the rise in, in energy prices obviously means it's really, really difficult to make the, the sums add up. And um, I think we're going to see more closed uh, if we don't realise what an incredibly good investment keeping them open is. Catherine Croft, director of the 20th Century Society there. And for more information about their ongoing campaign, do check out their website. That's 20thcenturysociety.org.uk. That's all for this week. If you're eager for more design stories, then listen to our full-length programme, Monocle on Design, airing on Tuesdays at 8pm London time. Or if you prefer print, then pick up a copy of Monocle magazine on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced by me, Maylie Evans, with sound design and editing help from Sarah Nichols. Thank you for listening. Hold up. 